All right, so welcome everyone to the first episode of Random Rentals, a podcast where me and my brother watch a random movie and we kind of give our thoughts on it, kind of talk about it, and just riff out it, uh, off of each other. So the movie we're talking about today is a ghost story. It is a movie from 2017, directed by David Lowry, who also directed or went on to direct um, films such as The Green Knight and Pete's Dragon. Two other movies that I haven't seen. All right. I haven't seen them either, so I can't really speak on them. But it's not important because we're talking about a completely different movie today. Um, So A Ghost Story. It stars and cast Casey Affleck. Can't talk today. Casey Affleck and Rooney Mara. So before I even ever saw this movie, I had never heard of Rooney Mara at all. Well, you're in luck because a lot of people haven't, but she has a sister who's a little more, uh, I guess, I want to say famous? Kate Mara? Yeah. Well-known. A little more well-known. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Wasn't wasn't she in uh, House of Cards as she the reporter was. chick? She was also in the first season of American Horror Story as the crazy, um, she was like a crazy student of the main character who ended up showing up at his doorstep claiming she was pregnant and stuff. Wow. Spoiler, bro. I never even saw it. And I had maybe hopes of watching it sometime, but yeah, I know um, you're not going to watch it. You're, you're a hundred percent correct. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. It doesn't seem like your type of show. All right. So a ghost story. So me and my brother, we saw it together. We had our own thoughts on it. And... No, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before you go into this, I just want to say real quick that okay. you were the one that recommended this movie to me. I had I never did. seen this movie before. You were like, dude, you got to watch this movie. It's a great movie. It'll change your life. I showed it to my friend and he said, dude, that movie changed my life. So I was like, okay, this movie's got to be good. You know, I, I believe in your taste in movies, right? Uh-huh. Um, yes. So I was like, yeah, I'll give it a shot, right? And I saw this movie and that's all I really have to say about it. (laughs) Like, I don't, I think it was completely overhyped, uh, in terms of what you, you know, I don't know, maybe you thought I would like it because it's artistic E or something. This movie is something that changed my life in a way. Um, yes, I did show it to a friend of mine. His name is Sean. He works with me. And he loved it. He raved about it the next day. He went on and on about how great this movie was. And to this day, um, one thing I didn't mention is that this movie is actually produced by A24. He says it's his favorite A24 film. Didn't A24 also do Everything Everywhere All at Once? They they, they did. See, I bet you... some high praise for him. I bet you that that movie is way better than this movie. All right, that sounds like a topic for a different episode because I, I, I mean, I have, have my own seen? feelings about everything, everywhere, all at once. I did. Have you watch seen it. that movie? Okay, I see, seen I it. haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I could already tell you that it's like a hundred times better than this movie that we saw. You, you can't say that if you haven't seen it. I mean, you I have can your own opinion, but and you know what they say: opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one, right? That's true. Everybody does have one. I have one. I mean, I it'd be kind of weird one. if you didn't have one. You know what? We don't judge on this podcast. We don't. I'm You're sure right. there's You're somebody out there right. who probably doesn't. 
I, I'm sorry to whoever does not have an asshole who is ever listening to this podcast. I apologize profusely. That was not my intention to offend you for not having an asshole. And I'm sure, although you all, probably do have an opinion. I'm sure they're all feeling better about it now. I'm glad. I'm glad. But I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't like this movie as much as you did. Um, you said you learned something that it changed your life. I just, it was mid. All right. Let's talk about what the movie's about then. Yeah, so the let's, movie, let's do that. <clears throat> the movie for anybody unfamiliar with the ghost story is about this couple who live in this home who are basically just living their life together. And one day Casey Affleck's character tragically passes away in a car accident and returns as the cliche everyday sheeted ghost that you see in cartoons and maybe in old media, but he comes back as this, this sheeted ghost and he's kind of just going through his days, um, you know, just lost, witnessing her go through her grief and just kind of going from there. It seems kind of redundant when I talk about it because it seems very simple. Oh, it's, it's a simple oh, movie. Redundant, huh? It seems I said redundant. it seems. Uh-huh. But if you were to watch it, you would see that it's a very, it's very depressing redundant. look into life after death. You know what? That is 100% true. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. It's very depressing. It's kind of haunting in a way where it's just, you. there's a lot of silence throughout the film. There's a lot of long pauses. and Almost an uncomfortable amount of it, honestly. That is a... How would I how would I say it? That is a pretty common thing that's said online about this movie, that there are some kind of uncomfortable pauses in this movie. Would you say that that just adds to the theme of just like time? Well, in this movie, you don't you don't get a good sense of time. You kind of get a sense that time is kind of pointless. Right. Like, would you say that as if you were as you were watching the movie? Uh, I mean, so uh, without without spoiling too much of this movie, it's like there's a character that basically just talks about the theme of this movie. And uh, I, I hated that part. Like, I, I just disliked it. Like, I didn't think I didn't think it was necessary to anything. It was yeah. just a lot of exposition talking about the themes of time and, and just like the meaninglessness of it. Just I too guess. on the nose. Yeah, very on the nose. Um, but as I was watching this movie and I you know, saw what the character was experiencing, you know, seeing their, their girlfriend, like deal with the grief. Um, and then just like the, the amount of time that passed during all of that time, uh, during all of the, the movie, uh, it just, it didn't feel like it was meaningless to me. It felt like it, you know how they say like eternity is a long time. Like yeah. it's no one can count what eternity is. And like, you kind of, got a sense of that with this the i guess unlife of this character um but man it there are some movies that are artistic for you know i guess artsy fartsy sake or whatever and uh, i i felt like this one was kind of that for me so you felt like it was a little too artsy for itself 
yeah, like it was, I don't know. Like I felt like, I felt like the movie just, Hey, we got, we got a low, but we're a low budget indie film and this is what we can do with it. We're going to hire an actor that's semi-famous or whatever and put them under a sheet for the entire movie almost. Um, so it's just like, you know, okay. I would have liked to have seen the characters reactions to things. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of powerful moments in this, in this movie. And I would have loved to have been able to experience those with the actor, you know, with the character, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, I felt that the, the, the sheet over, over the character, um, I didn't feel it was necessary, I guess, like for the, for the end of the movie, like, you know, it's a cool, it's a cool little effect. Like, Oh, you know that he he's, he's, you know, come to terms with his death or whatever. And like, you know, the, the blanket falls away and there's nobody under it, like poof magic trick or whatever. But I just, I wanted to experience whatever, you know, the character was going through and, you know how they say like you know you can't put a good actor or a good looking actor in like a mask for all of the the movie or the tv show because they they use their face to emote and you know this this movie like you couldn't see the actor at all you couldn't even see their eyes like eyes are some of the most expressive things on a human face and i couldn't see them so i couldn't experience any of what the character was feeling i could just i guess kind of guess at it you know see i kind of like that they didn't show his face um i personally like that they you couldn't really tell the emotion on this character and you kind of had to fill in the blanks for yourself and in a sense i feel like his emotion was my emotion as i was watching this movie you know i had to watch his i don't know if in the movie it's not really made clear if they're married or not so i don't know if it's his wife or his girlfriend um but i kind of got the sense that i had to see her go through the motions of grief and i had to kind of feel what she was feeling and in the sense of him not having these emotions shown on his face i feel like i had to kind of be the person to have those emotions shown instead okay okay so do you feel that this movie adequately manipulated your emotions to be this avatar for this character then i personally feel like the reason there's so much silence in this movie is because you're supposed to feel these emotions on your own Mm. and you're supposed to basically convey them through yourself and you know there there are tons of powerful scenes in these in this movie where you know such as the scene when without spoiling too much, there is a scene where as a ghost, he becomes very angry and he starts kind of throwing all these plates around and everything. Oh, you mean when it's revealed that he's a racist ghost? You know what we, okay. For anybody listening, the viewers, the reason my brother believes that this man is a racist ghost is because it is a family of Latino people that he is terrorizing. Letting his frustrations out. Nah, on. nah, 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 nah. 
don't don't try to paint this as like oh you know he was angry that was that was you know excusable behavior nah bro there were other people that were living in this house that he did not go crazy like that on this poor family it only showed two families and only one of them were latino exactly what do you think all right poor latino family a single mom and her two kids and this guy's just throwing plates and banging everything together and breaking things like do you think there was a language barrier do you think he got upset because he didn't understand what they were saying uh does that make him any less racist i don't think so i'm i'm just asking a question i'm not I'm like not what? What did he think they were talking the shit validity. about him or something? Yeah, I'm not <laughs> speaking to the validity of his racism. I'm just saying, you think they were? He thought they were talking shit. He was like, you know what? I've had it. Casey Affleck, I'm asking you right now: Was your character a racist ghost? He's gonna say no. <laughs> reach anybody reach out to him on involved, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, like, anybody yeah. involved, please ask him on Twitter. <laughs> Some of my like, ghost friends are Latino, so you know. <laughs> No, but like, I just, I felt bad because like, you know, he's okay. So he's upset uh, for, you know, Hey, this is, this is a home that I moved into with my partner and now my partner's gone. And now this other family has moved in and they're creating beautiful memories of living in a home like Christmas and dinner with the family. And this dude just throws like a, an anger tantrum at it. How could you not think that I would think it was racist? The man is simply having a crisis as a ghost. I mean, I'm sure if I died and somebody was living in my home and, you know, my my girlfriend that I love very much was gone, I'm sure I would throw a tantrum eventually, too. I mean, I don't know. Well, here, I don't think it would matter who the family is. <laughs> Why are you defending this guy? Because <laughs> I love the movie. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, you don't know how much time has passed between when his partner moves out and when this family moves in and how long they've been there, you know? That's true. So you get a you get a real sense of uh, time is just going by really fast in this movie. You really do. So you don't you have no context in terms of, you know, uh, how long it's been and are these feelings justified or not? Yeah, especially when there's another family that moves into this home later and I still don't fully understand how far ahead in time they are because a lot of them, I'm not going to lie. They seem like hipsters and they seem like they're dressing like it's a little bit in the past. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say, I would say they were hipsters at a party or something. Yeah. But the, the way the time is conveyed I do like it. I do like the way the time is conveyed because even though you're getting this sense of everything's moving really fast, um, without spoiling it too much, there is a point in the film where it kind of reverses back on itself. Right. So you get this full circle moment and you kind of feel like he's been there forever. Oh man. I, so, okay. Uh, before we delve into this topic too much, I do want to bring up something that you told me about this movie before I even saw it, which was that the budget that they had in this movie was extremely small. Yeah. And there's a part in the movie that calls for the destruction of a home. And they found a home that was going to be like destroyed, like bulldozed or whatever. 
uh, and filmed the movie as quickly as they could in order to catch the scene that they wanted, you know, yeah. uh, which I, I thought is crazy. Like, okay, so you're an actor, right? I want you to put yourself in this, in this frame of mind. You're an actor who's playing a ghost who is under a sheet and all of a sudden there is a freaking bulldozer that breaks down the wall and you're like fearing for your life because you don't know how safe that is. You don't know if they break down the wall, the whole rest of the house is going to come down. Like, I'm, I'm sure they you, had man. their, I'd be scared. Oh yeah, dude. I would have, I would have turned that white sheet brown for sure. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's terrifying. Like, I don't even know what kind of safety, per, uh, you know, precautions they took for that. Yeah. Uh, so, so props to, uh, uh, props to Casey, um, Casey for that, because that, I would have been terrified. You know, sometimes I wonder is if that's even Casey under the sheet during that scene or oh, if yeah, they you, just you, got you, a there's no way to know double to get, <laughs> there's no way to know. Like you would, you wouldn't know. It's like, Hey, is, is, uh, is Casey going to be doing this under here? Oh yeah. He's totally going to do it. Nope. Casey's off eating a donut and getting a coffee while the stunt doubles doing all the work. Yeah. Yeah, the I see I love that scene because it's it's so well obviously it's real, but um I feel like the moment Casey's character in the ghost sheet turns around, I feel like that's genuine fear. <laughs> I feel like I feel like he's genuinely turning around wondering, oh my god, is this bulldozer gonna hit me? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean I wonder if they have like a behind the scenes featurette on it. Like, Hey, this is, you know, what happened for this scene or whatever, or like, you know, commentary on the movie. Like maybe, maybe in the commentary, Casey's like, dude, I, I shit myself. Like literally when this happened or whatever. Yeah. No, they probably talk about all that. They probably talk about how low the budget was too. Um, how, how, what was the budget? Do you know? You know what? I don't know off the top of my head. Um, I'd have to look it up. I, I think it was something ridiculously small though. Like, in the like sixty thousand dollar range or something like something ridiculously small. So I'm gonna I'm gonna charge you with looking this up because I, I'm not interested enough in this movie to actually look that up. You know what? I will look <laughs> that up because I want to know. But uh, going back to your your topic of time, right, and how it kind of circles back on itself, like when. So the movie opens, I think, with the characters in bed and they're like, like Casey and his, uh, his partner, um, are in bed and they're talking or whatever. And I guess I missed something in the very beginning of the movie because the whole, like the whole, like note that, uh, his partner writes and mm -hmm. sticks in the wall in a crack in a wall and like hides it, I guess that's, that's the only thing that is tying this this ghost to the the real world is this letter that he saw uh his partner put in the wall cuz the whole movie he's trying to he's trying to get it out yeah right so i i missed the importance of that like i i think i missed uh mara rooney deliver the explanation for why uh her character does it um but something happens in that scene where like, you know, the characters are spooked by a noise. And as the movie progressed, I saw exactly where things were going and what was going to be what. And I felt kind of 
I guess, upset, maybe? Let, that it would be so um, obvious, I guess. So the the thing you missed at the beginning is that she kind of explains how when she was a kid, she likes to leave these notes around old homes that she used to live in because she liked the idea of leaving a piece of herself there in case she ever wanted to come back. Okay. So that was the importance of that. So I always felt like her leaving the note and him, you know, trying to get it so badly throughout this, this entirety of the film is him trying to find that piece of her that he's missing now. Okay. I didn't, you know what? That's, that makes a, a lot more sense. Like if things are, a clicking a little bit more in terms of like, is this movie good or not for me? Yeah. So it's, it's her leaving a piece of herself, him trying to find it because now that he's gone, she's gone. He has no way of finding her again. And, you know, maybe eventually in time she passed on and he's not, he's not there yet. So he's not seen her. So this little piece of paper is probably the most important thing to him now in his, you know, afterlife. Uh, Yeah. So uh, talking a little bit more about that, like there's another ghost that he meets in the afterlife. Like it's just another person in a, in a sheet of fabric over, over their, uh, their, their body. Right. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't remember rightly. Um, does their ghost neighbor have white sheets or like a floral pattern on their, their sheet? If I remember correctly, I think it's a floral pattern. They have some kind of pattern, right? Yeah. So like, I I'm thinking like, dude, if it was like a, a Mexican ghost or something, would they have like one of those, like, uh, lion cobijas or whatever, the those like big heavy, yeah. you know, <laughs> the, like the, uh, the picture of like the Mexican flag or the Eagle, you know, find found, uh, the founding of Mexico or maybe no, the Aztec you know, warrior you know holding the woman, you know, it's going to be the, the picture of La Virgen right there. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be the picture of La Virgen and it's just going to be floating there. And that's all you're going to see. And that's it. That's the oh, look. God. Like do other, do other nationality, like other ghosts of different nationalities have like things that represent them. <laughs> like, you know, you have the Latinos with their, uh, with their like, you know, Aztec warrior or Virgen or whatever. And you have like, you have other cultures and stuff represented. Like you have like uh, Hebrew people, they have like the star of David on their, on their sheet or whatever. Yeah. Um. You know, just, I, I have a, very like silly little notion of that right now. Just seeing a bunch of different cultures like represented by their blanket. Yeah. I think that's actually really interesting. And I feel like, I feel like the floral pattern one, you know, if I'm being realistic, I think it's just because of the budget, but I think it's, it is. Mm, I don't okay. think there's a hidden meaning. There's no and, hidden um, meaning. Behind I did it. look up the budget by the way. So it, it was small. It was a hundred thousand dollars. Uh-huh. I mean, in general, what what are movie budgets though? Um, you know, I've seen some go into the hundreds of thousands, some into the the millions. Um, yeah, I mean, like a big blockbuster movie has like you know probably you know a billion or or you know some ridiculous number that you know you or yeah, I will never we see. See all these articles now about how a movie needs to reach like half a billion dollars to even break even at the box office now and things mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. So 
if you were to think of a hundred thousand dollars, um, to me, that seems like a lot of money, but I'm broke. So, you know, any amount of money seems like a lot of money to me, but Mm -hmm. when you're talking, when you're talking about a movie and you got to talk about, you know, how much the actors are getting paid, the production staff and everything, um, I'm sure that's a very small amount. I wonder how much they even paid Casey Affleck and Rudy Mara for this movie. Right. Uh, so there's uh, going, going back to the time thing, right? So, and, and another thing that I just remembered now that you mentioned it about, uh, Rooney Mara's character leaving notes, right? Leaving a piece of themselves or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, in, in the movie, you know, when the time thing happens, uh, and Casey, uh, Casey's character sees other people die. Where the fuck are their ghosts? You know, I never thought about that. How did you not? There was like a, a freaking like, you know, a attack on these other, you know, folks. And what? There was like five of them and they all got killed. All of them died and there were no ghosts at all. Well, like, I always people... just kind of assumed. What did you assume? I always just kind of assumed that they like. And, you know, now that I'm going to say it out loud, it sounds really stupid. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to say that they died in, in peace, even though they got massacred. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, you know, like people have regrets when they die, right? That's one of like the biggest things yeah. that, you know, when people die or when they're about to die, they're like, oh man, I had these regrets. Uh, and a lot of like the movie even makes a point of it, like where like, you know, something ties you to this plane, right? Yeah. Because yeah. like after, after the dude dies, like there's this weird light show door thing that like pops up and you're thinking, Oh, is this him going into the light? But he decides not to go into the light. And that's what's, yeah. He's whatever's given that tying. He's yeah. He's given the choice and he makes the choice to stay for whatever reason that he has. He has his reason, which is unclear until he starts looking for that scrap of paper. Right. Um, But he didn't see that happen like until way later. So I have no idea what's anchoring him to this world. Like, is it just seeing his, his uh, partner and how they deal with grief? I think at first what anchors him to the world is that mm-hmm. because we don't actually see her leave that note in the, in, you know, in the walls of that house until she moves out. Right. So I think what anchors him is definitely her sticking around and him processing that grief with her. And then I think he gets anchored because of that note. And that's the only thing that's important to him because he can't leave. Or at least I don't think he can leave because throughout the entirety of the film, he's in that house. Uh, I don't, uh, maybe. Cause uh, I'm just trying to remember the movie. Cause it's been a while since I, since I saw it with you. Um, but like his, his ghost neighbor is always in the other house, like the adjoining house to him. And, you know, when like his, his whole thing's like, Hey, what are you, what are you doing? I'm just chilling. Cool. I'm waiting for somebody. And then like, uh, you know, when it comes time, when the houses are being torn down, you know, the, the, you know, he looks around and he looks at his ghost neighbor and he's like, I guess they're not coming. And then boof just disappears disappears yeah right uh like he came to terms with them never coming back whoever they were 
you know, and what, whatever reason he was waiting for them. Um, I say he, like, I know it was a guy ghost or whatever. Like I was just about to say, I mean, it could be a female ghost. You never know. It could be, it could have been a dog for all we know, dude. Like, you know, Oh, that's sad. Dog waiting for its owner. Dude, that's that's real sad. Yeah. That's all. That's like that Futurama episode with, uh, with that, that dog. I I forget the dog's name, but yes freaking sad ass episode if you've never seen it um but yeah like i don't know man like talking about this movie a little bit more has i guess maybe broadened Opened your eyes uh, i wouldn't say like opened my eyes or i, I wouldn't say it's that I, I still think the movie is mid like i don't think it is like as crazy life-changing and all that but i do see a bit more of why you believe that this movie uh, had that kind of effect on you, which you haven't really elaborated on. All right. So the reason it had that effect on me is because for those unfamiliar, me and my brother have lost a brother um, before um, our brother, Eric. Um, and so I dealt with my grief in my own way. I'm sure my brother dealt with his grief in his own way. Dude, so honestly, seeing... I'm still dealing with it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those you... things yeah. that, you you constantly work on and when i watched this movie it was before he passed away so i actually watched this movie and it didn't really register with me until i watched it again after he passed away and i think that's the reason it had such an effect on me because i saw how different the grief feels Um, there's a very infamous scene in this movie that some people online talk about how they hate it. And it's because it's a very long scene. It's like six minutes long of Rooney Mara's character eating a pie and that's it. She's just eating a pie. There's nothing special going on. She's eating and she's sitting in the dark and loneliness after the death of Casey Affleck's character. And you know, I really I really resonated with that scene after our brother's death because I remember moments of eating in like just the dark and loneliness, not eating because I was hungry, but eating because I knew if I didn't that I would be sick or I would be unhealthy. And you really get that sense in this movie where you kind of see her doing these things to move on. Um, you see her with that pie eating scene. Um, it was, there's a struggle. also, it was for sure a struggle. Like I, I got to apologize to you, man. Like I never thought that this, like, I didn't even think about this movie affecting you because of that, like that incident. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't even think about it. Like I, I was just watching this movie and, you know, kind of experiencing it and, like now that you bring up that specific scene, cause I, I totally like talked to you about that scene as well. Like when I was watching it, I was like, dude, this is a really long scene of her just eating a pie. Yeah. Like, it's, and it's it wasn't, long. it is long. And it, it like, I, now that you're talking about it, it's like, yeah, like she's not even eating the pie, like because she's hungry to enjoy it or anything. She's just wolfing it down because she, she hasn't, like she knows that if she doesn't eat it, she's probably not going to eat. Yeah. Like, she probably hasn't eaten anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, a, and then like later she throws it up. Yeah. Like, 
man, I, I didn't, I, I'm sorry, dude. Like I didn't even think about any of this. Like we both, we both dealt, you know, you were right. We both deal with grief in different, like all of us deal with grief in different ways, you yeah. know? And to anyone who's lost someone like this, I could see how this movie could definitely dredge up that, that past. And, you know, you can even kind of, I don't know. I mean, I guess it kind of like for us anyway, maybe for you, like experiencing these emotions as Casey's character under the sheet is kind of a way to, I guess, maybe feel or experience what our brother could have, you know, felt in that kind of same moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see that. Yeah. I'm an asshole, dude. I'm sorry. Oh, don't even worry about it. This movie is still mid. This movie is still this mid. Movie, this movie's still mid, but I'm I'm an asshole. But I'm an <laughs> asshole, and I understand it. So, no, there's uh scenes that I enjoyed. Like, um, there's de- there's definitely scenes that I enjoyed watching after because you get a different sense of it. Like with the pie eating scene, there's the scene with um with uh what's it called um and I I've never lost a partner. I've never had that type of experience. Um, I've gone through breakups and things like that, but it's very different because they're still alive. But there's that scene where, you know, Rooney Mara's character comes home with a guy. And it's kind of, to me, it's kind of a powerful scene because you can see that she comes home with some guy and she's kind of second guessing it. She's wondering, should I move on? Or is this too much? I don't know if you remember that scene. I, I don't remember. I, I do remember the scene, but I don't remember what the outcome was. Did did she have the guy stay over or did she? Like, she asked him to, ask leave. Him to leave. Um. Okay. Again, yeah. there's not a lot of dialogue in this movie. So when I say she asked him to leave, that's just me assuming she asked him to leave based on him not coming into the house. But um that's kind of where it all changes with Casey Affleck's character. Cause that's when you kind of start to see his shift go from being this sad ghost to this angry ghost. Going from sad boy ghost to, you know, emo angry exactly. teenager. He's, ghost. He's definitely feeling it and he's in his element and he's getting angry. Yeah. He sounds. He sounds just like that dog in the background, just like yeah, woofing that's, at everything. For anybody who can hear that dog, that's my mom's dog, and she barks at everything. If there's a cat outside, she barks at it. If there's somebody outside of the house, she's barking. She can't do anything, but she's gonna bark. Yep, that's what dogs do, and that's cool. So because yeah, that's what so dogs in do. this movie, um, yeah. I definitely got a different vibe from it after our brother passed away. Um, and I think that's why it resonated with me so much. I think it just kind of helped me grieve and kind of helped me understand the process of it for myself. Um, but now with this kind of different viewpoint, do you feel differently about the movie or do you still feel like it's completely made? Oh, no, no, no. It's a hundred percent still mid movie. A hundred percent. Um, I'm not saying mid is bad, right? Mid is, you know, it's, it's mid it's, it's not like, it's not top tier. 
it, it's not uh let me let me uh, it's not die hard right you know it's not funny? die hard i've i've never it's watched not, die hard you know what? That's going to be the next movie that we watch then. Yeah, you guys can hate me all you want. I've never watched Die Hard. I've never I've never even sat down and thought to myself, "Hey, I need to watch this movie." Well, I'm about to change your fucking life, bro, cuz, you know, Die Hard amazing movie. Are you one of those guys who says it's a Christmas movie? Cuz don't I can neither confirm don't nor be deny. That guy, man. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny that. Um, but for sure, like we should definitely watch that movie so you can experience it. I I'd love to see you experience it for the first time because, uh, it's a great Christmas movie. See, that's the reason I started this podcast. I wanted to just kind of branch out and watch all kinds of different movies. Um, whether it's a genre I love or a genre I hate, um, you know, what are your hated genres? Oh man. Musicals. You hate musicals? I hate musicals, man. Hamilton came out and was all the rage and I didn't I didn't know why. I didn't see it. All right, I'm going to be I'm going to be 100% with you. I hated Hamilton so much because my wife, my friend, her friend like all just they got into a group chat and invited me in this group chat and they would not fucking stop talking about Hamilton. They just wanted you like, to love it. My wife is giving me this look right now. They wanted me to love it and I'm like, "All right, look, I <laughs> Look, I understand that, you know, Lin-Manuel Miranda is a very talented guy. He did In the Heights, which is a fantastic musical. You know, he he did uh, Moana, the music for Moana. Like, he's a very talented, you know, genius, you know, uh, music lyricist, you know. But God, when Hamilton came out, everybody was fucking dick riding him, you know. Just like, man, Hamilton's amazing, all this other stuff. And, yeah. I, you know, I'm like, okay. Didn't Hamilton I, come I get out, it. like, during the pandemic? Yes. Okay. Yes. Hamilton was released uh, during the pandemic. That's times. why people were um, people were fiending for new content. That's what it was. I mean, it it could be that people were fiending for new content, but honestly, it after watching it, the music is catchy. Yes. Would I watch it again? Probably not. But I saw it and I did get it. I saw things like after, you know, my wife and my friend and her friend and my other friend just started talking to me about it and like letting me know, Oh, did you see this part? Like specifically, did you realize that this character plays the same character that kill? And it's like all this other stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty interesting. Like, dude, uh, you know, me, I was, uh, I'm actor director. Um, and you know, acting, I love doing that. Uh, I love, acting in musicals because i love to sing and perform but i have a hard time watching some musicals you know yeah um and it's it's a weird thing i don't understand it um maybe it's because i'm jealous that i'm not up there performing who knows uh you need to be but, in those edgy musicals bro you need to be i need to be in those edgy musicals like in, repo the genetic exactly. opera exactly that's exactly what i was gonna <laughs> say you need to be in those edgy ones with all the blood and the guts and um, you need to be in stuff like Sweeney Todd and the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe. Like if I find a a community theater out here that's doing something, maybe I'll uh, uh you know try out for it, audition for it, see if I get a role. You know, what? Um, if they do a ghost story play, you should be in it just because I know you'll do your best. I'll be the guy under the uh under the <laughs> under the, <laughs> the Mexican blanket. <laughs> yeah, under the Mexican blanket. <laughs> god that's hilarious there'll be no um, dialogue everyone will just know you're mexican exactly just because of the blanket exactly uh 
so you okay you hate musicals right yeah what what other genre do you hate that's honestly the only one i i love everything else like romance films i'll watch them rom-coms okay rom-coms are slept on i'm not gonna lie Uh, you know what i agree there's some decent ones out there Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. what other ones uh i like horror movies horror movies are great action I films. hate horror movies i know you hate horror movies i don't know why i just don't i don't like being scared i don't like being scared they're not scary i they're, i i what do you mean they're not scary dude the, okay the best horror movies won't scare you they'll just make you feel really uncomfortable i just don't want to have like a nightmare because you know i i value my sleep yeah and any sleep that i get is treasured any sleep you get is treasured it honestly dude like having a kid who like wakes up at odd hours of the night and like god bless my wife who you know is right there next to him and like you know just kind of comforts him and then tries to put him back to sleep and either succeeds or fails but you know that's completely up to him like it's 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 hard man like i complain so much about like not getting sleep but i'm the one sleeping at like you know 11 30 12 because i'm playing tears of the kingdom right now yeah and like my wife's like you should go to bed and i'm like yeah I'll, yeah i'm just gonna put in another hour another hour turns into two and so on and, and so turns forth. into three and so yeah. on and so forth yes <laughs> uh, ad infinitum and then like i'm kicking myself in the face because i stayed up see this is where um, we're different i'm younger than you but i'm sleeping earlier i'm in bed by like 10 p.m it's lights out man somebody somebody texts me to go out hang out nope I can't. I'm in. I'm at home. I'm sleeping. It's a good time, and that's it. <laughs> Maybe we should trade. Yeah, trade lives for a day. Trade lifestyle. Yeah, t- trade trade uh, sleeping life. Oh man, I don't know how I do with a kid. Uh, for those listening, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I have no children. I don't know how I do with that sleep schedule. I would just be stressed all the time. Yeah. I can't tell you the many times that we've both broke down crying because we're just so tired. You and the kid at the same time. Me, the kid, the wife, all of us just at the same time, just crying, (laughs) just like not knowing what to do with ourselves. Oh God. But yeah, no. uh, uh, what, What would you, what would you rate? Actually, before we get to the ratings, if there was a part two to this movie, what would it be? You know what? I don't think there would be a part two. I don't think there. Okay. I don't think there should be a part two, is what I'm trying to say. I feel like it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. ended on the perfect note. It, you know, you you got what you needed out of the story, and there's to me, there's no way they could do a part two and actually have it make sense, unless it was another ghost. But then I feel like that kind of just, I don't. It kind of defeats the purpose of the film. Because then why would I care about a completely different ghost? What about like a sequel on what happened to Rooney Mara's character? Yeah, I'm just not that interested. Wow. Okay. We we got so what you'll we watch, needed out you'll of watch her. You'll watch a racist you'll watch a racist ghost, but you won't watch <laughs> the the movie of a grieving woman who is strong and independent and don't need no man. I feel like we got what we needed from her from the movie. And wow! Once she moved out and everything happened, uh, you know, I feel like that was kind of it. It was said and done. Wow, you've changed. 
Now, if there's like a rom-com with Rooney Mara and I can somehow connect it to this movie, then that's the sequel. <laughs> that's the sequel right there. If, if we can find a movie she's in and connect it to this universe, then the sequel ended up just being a rom-com. <laughs> you know, I could see that. Like, you, you'd have like, that that song that played in the at the you know uh, for trailers for all those uh, '90s movies. Yeah, just played you, know, you played yeah. that song in the background. It's like Rooney Mara is playing this you know lady who moved out of mid you know mid Kansas and is looking to start her life anew. And it's like just her like riding you know her car across the plains and like moving to the big city and meeting you know. Enter Chris. You know, Enter uh, Chris. That's the best yeah. thing you can come up with. <laughs> I, dude, I'm like coming with, up with this on the fly. Like, you know, enter Chris, an inner city, you know, school teacher who just wants the best for his school kids. And it's like, you know, them meeting at a coffee shop, you know, um, random happenstance and all that. Yeah. Can the two of these people come to terms with their past so they can start their future? That sounds very cliche. That sounds. That's what a rom-com is, bro. It's totally cliche. And there's some non-cliche. Actually, no, that's true. Exactly. The best ones are the most cliche ones. Exactly. All right. So what would you, what would you grade this, this movie? Like out of five stars, what would you give it? You know, for me personally, I'd give it a pretty, a pretty high 4.5. I don't, that's a respectable score. I don't think it's perfect. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the scene that you mentioned with the guy, talking about the themes of the movie really brought it down. Mm. Um, I think without that scene, the movie would have been perfect. Um, That was also a little too on the nose for me. And I personally think that um, the movie could have been a lot better without that scene in there. Yeah. Um, I mean, they would have had to find something else to pad out the movie, but I, uh, I think that scene was just, it was too long. It was too on the nose. And for everyone listening, that's my dog barking now. So my dog does bark. <laughs> uh, I I would give this movie a solid 3.5. A 3.5? 3.5. Not a 3, but a 3.5. That's, that's, that's pretty commendable. After, after listening to you explain and like, I guess, kind of like talk about it a little bit more in depth. I feel that it is a 3.5 movie for me. Okay. That's commendable. I'll, I'll take that one. You know what? Would I watch it again? No. Would yeah, not watch it again. That's fair. That's fair, honestly. Um, and I don't blame you for not wanting to watch it again. If you didn't like it the first time, um, you know, I'm not going to force you to watch it again. And I honestly think it's a movie that you shouldn't really rewatch constantly anyways. Um, Coming from the guy who wants to get a tattoo of it. Hey man, that's a tattoo. That's not a rewatch. What what's the tattoo for for the people that, you know, don't know? Okay, so for the people who don't know, the tattoo idea is actually just that scene of him looking outside the window, looking at his neighbor. And that's it. That's a very simple tattoo. So would would the neighbor be in your tattoo or would it just be him looking out the window? Just him looking out the window. Hmm. And and where would you get this tattooed? Probably on my forearm. Something simple. Forearm, okay. Yeah, just okay, somewhere okay. simple, not too crazy. All right, all right. 
Um, it'd be my first tattoo. So I don't have a tattoo. So it'd be the first one. And it, you know, it probably wouldn't cost that much, honestly. I think you underestimate how expensive tattoos are. You know what? I I do. Coming from the guy who's never gotten one. <laughs> yeah. I know. Right? <laughs> but uh, you have some tattoos. I do. I do. Um, I got one in Mexico. Yeah. That's so that's, that one was pretty uh, cheap. Yeah, that was like 50 bucks and it was a really nice tattoo. I might actually get it redone or um, do something else with it just because I'm stupid and crazy like that. Yeah, um, as we all and are. Then, yeah, and then I got another tattoo with uh, my brother who passed away. Yep. Because um, you're diabetic. Type 1 diabetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him and I were both diabetic. And, uh, you know, we both got this type 1 diabetic tattoo. So, yep. All right. So I guess yeah. that about wraps up the first episode of this podcast, um, Random Rentals. And by the way, that's a solid title for a podcast. I'm just that's what that I'm right saying. Now. Random rentals. We were watching random movies, and it kind of brings me back to you know when you would go to Blockbuster or Hollywood Ooh. Video, and you Ooh. would just go into the shop and not know what you're gonna watch for the night. You just know that you're gonna rent a movie, and it's one of the most exciting moments of your life. I mean, I think you're overestimating how exciting it was to rent a movie. Um, I don't know. I got excited. So that's kind of my whole thing. Mm, that's fair. We need, we need an exciting tagline to like say goodbye to any listeners though. You can't just say, well, this is the end. All right. Thanks so for listening. What, what would be your exciting, your idea for an exciting tagline? Oh, what the fuck does this fall to me? I'm just like, you know, I'm not the, I'm not the creative one here. I'm just like the guy that talks. Yeah, my uh, my coworker Sean, the one who um watched the ghost story that I because rec- I recommended it, he told me I needed an intro for this podcast. Yeah, dude, you need like an intro, like, "Hey, welcome to Rental Rewind." Or wait, what was the fuck? What random, random rental. rentals? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I can't great, even fucking remember. Great the title. name, couldn't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> dude, shut up! It's late. It's like I don't even know what time it is, but it's late. Um. You know, welcome to Random Rentals, the show where we watch random movies and talk about them. Um, Did I not say that at the beginning? I mean, kind of, but it was like more wordy and lame sounding, I guess. I don't know. know. I'll change my voice. I'll get a whole new new voice to make it sound super exciting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's sounding. I don't think it's the sounding bit. I think it was just the, the word choice that you used. Um. But I don't know, like an exciting like exit line, like, like, uh, hey, we hope you enjoyed that talk. And remember, be kind. Rewind. I don't know. It's just this is not silly. smooth jazz. This is a podcast. I mean, this is true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> be kind. Maybe rewind. not use this. I'm sure somebody yeah. used that. That's a movie title. Yeah, right? yeah. No, that's that is a movie title. That is a movie. I think that one has most Def and Jack Black in it. Yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. That's a good movie. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I remember watching it once or twice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, this is the end. That's it. All dun, right. Dun. So for anybody listening, this is the end. This has been Random Rentals. Um, my name is Jose. My brother's name is Roberto. And we have been your hosts for the night. So y'all have a good night and goodbye.